Welcome to the Soul Midwife Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Hughes. I'm an energy healer, a guide, a mama of four, and yes, a soul midwife. In this podcast, I offer guidance, healings, and wisdom for women who are feeling out of alignment, disconnected, and are longing to find out or to rediscover who they truly are from a deep place of wholeness. Women who are ready to step out of the culture of busy, overwhelmed, disconnection, and fragmentation, and to lead lives that feel soulful and aligned from the inside out. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. So today, I'm going to be talking about feminine rage, the dark feminine, and really aspects, I suppose, aspects of femininity, maybe is a bigger, the bigger conversation. So just at the beginning, just to start the conversation, obviously, pretty much all of my work is directed towards women, but I do want to say that obviously, there's feminine aspects in all of us. I don't, do we really need to say that anymore? Have we all awakened enough to know that we both have masculine and feminine inside of us? And that it doesn't have to mean specifically women or men, right? But I guess it had to be said because I said it. So I do, I, this conversation is coming, was stirred inside of me for, for a lot of different reasons, but probably the biggest nudge to record this podcast because it's been on my mind for weeks it's been in my heart stirring. And, you know, on honesty, this might be a podcast that I end up deleting before I put out there in the world. But if you are listening to it, then I guess I felt it was coherent enough to stay because I am still sitting with it. So this, this nudge, the latest nudge came from a conversation that I had with a client in my office here this week. And we were, without going to much specifics, we were doing a little exercise where she was describing characteristics, words, a little wordplay to do with masculinity and words to do with femininity. So as she was describing the masculine words, it would be probably your, some of your typical, uh, stereotypical masculine words, which I think in many ways actually do fit. Um, but the biggest word that was stuck for me was interesting was warrior. And her warrior self was quite masculine because and in in her words, not the best healthy way, because she picked this up from her dad. And that really came across as a lot of forcing in life and a lot of denying of the feminine aspects of her. So when I just asked her to describe feminine aspects, it was words like nurturing, soft kind. And when I asked her what about the feminine warrior, she said, what do you mean? That's not, that doesn't live in the feminine category. And when I asked her what, if she embodied her feminine, the nurturing, and she said somewhat with other people, but it feels so small and it feels like it cuts out her fire. So the reason why I'm sharing this is because this is something I hear often and I've experienced in my own self. When I asked her about the quote unquote dark feminine, she had really no idea what I was talking about. So other aspects of the feminine. And I said to her, what about 
feminine the feminine as wild as creative as chaotic as the quote-unquote bitch as um what other words did i bring up for her these you, you get the picture kind of this more um crazy intuitive vulnerable i said what about the vulnerable warrior and she really didn't have m much to touch taste or feel with these words because they felt so new to her although they stirred something inside of her right and so there is quite a lot of shadow work from the dark feminine and in particular the feeling of rage for a lot of us currently on the earth for a lot of different reasons some of which you may or may not believe and i don't really need to go into it's just a the invitation to really explore your feminine shadow and to explore conversation with yourself which is what i hope my words always spark is a conversation with yourself and to dive deeper into the experience of your own feminine shadow and so when i say the word shadow or when i say the word dark the immediate connotation at least at certain points in my life no longer but at certain points in my life i would have been to label this as bad to label this as the place i didn't want to touch go that this is a bad aspect of myself that i need to stuff push and like this is not the, the what i want to be right this is a part to keep hidden because girls are nice and sugar and spice right and there's not a lot of place for rage or chaos or creativity that was my story or crazy woman or intuition we know we're knowledge-based society we don't use intuition that's just like that crazy thing um, and so a lot of people would say these are bad or just like the word dark or shadow. So for me, what we keep in that basement keeps us away from our whole self. It keeps us away from loving and accepting and integrating all of us. And there's reasons why they're in the basement. We see all these words in the basement because of perhaps upbringing or perhaps the culture that you grow up in right a lot of the feminine sits in the shadow and it's still not seen by us or by society as valuable as lovable as worthy or as something other than to keep hidden and we know that to bring wholeness into our body we must bring parts of ourselves into the light we must bring the shadow. We have to actually shine the light on it, which means that we have to put our awareness on it, right? We need to bring the unconscious into conscience rather than keeping a lid on it all the time. Because this aspect lives in all of us, lives in our society, lives in our culture, and lives inside of all of our bodies, female or male. We have the dark feminine. Currently, I see the dark feminine manifesting a lot all around me as a form of rage. Partly in at least the US, it is due to some of the decisions made by government uh, inviting the rage from people 
to come forward for some people. And I do have to say that no, I'm not going to talk about Roe versus Wade in depth. I just want to say that um, one thing that felt really strong for me was no matter what side of the fence, I guess, the proverbial fence, if you are pro or con or whatever, you have had an experience of rage and you have had an experience of feeling like someone had power over you and you have had an experience of feeling as though your power was taken away. And so no matter where you are, what you believe, you have had that experience. And so all I see is a lot of rage being thrown around, which I hold space for. And if you are on the other side that believes that what happened was positive, that women should not have the right for this specific thing, then I just want to tap you into your own rage, into your own experience of, of this feeling to provide compassion and perhaps even an expansion of the conversation around this topic. And I might explore this topic in another day, but for right now, I'm just going to explain the dark feminine rage. So that's really all I have to say about that is to finding compassion for ourselves, for those who are feeling the rage and for those who are not to expand the awareness to let the conversation include rage as an aspect of your own self for when your own self needs to experience rage for something you feel is unjust. And in that, there's some sort of a unity and a, some sort of a moving forward can happen. Because the wisdom of, the ra of rage is fierce boundaries. That is one thing that can come out of rage is fierce boundaries. When you are in, when something has happened that has caused you to be in such a rage reaction, that means more than likely some boundary, some deep truth in you has been crossed. It's not unjust or it's not uh, crazy. It's not all of the things that we put on this idea from an enraged, even the word like, I don't know, this word Karen that was thrown around for a long time. There's something that we just label these people as crazy. And maybe, you know, whatever, there might be something stupid and that we don't agree with. But underneath there, that rage is real and is coming from somewhere and maybe is being directed in a really stupid way. I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going to like specific examples, although I have seen stuff that I'm like, what? But underneath it, there is... There's this thing that we've all touched, tasted, and felt, this common experience. And what happens is when we get in these states of highly activated beta waves, right, we kind of, we don't kind of, we lose connection to the r reality, really. And so that's where quote unquote crazy comes from. When we're highly activated and we stay and we take, re we react in that state of rage and we throw that on others, then we, we, it is that idea of crazy. However, there is a different place to go with the rage, which is a deeper feeling and embodiment of the rage, where you actually let the rage f flow through you. So just the other night I was doing a meditation. Um, 
It's like a Joe Dispenza meditation, which is all about space and occupying space. I don't know. If you've, you've heard this meditation, you'll probably be chuckling right now. Um, but I was doing a meditation, and it was supposed to be very peaceful and calm. And what happened inside of me was <laughs> a well of rage. And I was trying to focus on space, and all I could feel in my body was literally red hot rage. So yet another sign, a clue to me this week to record this podcast was my own experience that I actually literally forgot that that even happened until just now. So so bringing the rage, and, the, and for me, there was no like memory or experience that happened. It's just in me because it's in all of us. It is in all of us. And so bringing that rage when you it's triggered, that's such fiery anger inside and feeling it, well, feels to me, it feels like fire. And what you get to do with that is then fierce boundaries get to be created out of that. Which means that you get to feel empowered in the rage, I guess is the best way to put it. And does it have to come out nice and sugar and spice? No, <laughs> it doesn't have to come out nice and sugar and spice. Could it possibly come out respectful? and super fierce and warrior, vulnerable warrior, princess, queen, vulnerable warrior, queen. I think that's what I used with my client the other day. Yeah, definitely. That's the way it could come out. That takes practice. If you've never allowed rage to be part of your life, and I shared this with my client, when I was first doing my, what I now know to be a rewilding journey, which I'm still very much on, but when I first stepped on this path without even really knowing what I was doing, just kind of following the path home, <laughs> was uh, I bought a bunch of plates at the thrift store for like 10 cents. And I had so much rage and anger in me. And it was a thing that we weren't really, wasn't really welcomed um, growing up. And I bought these plates and I just started beating the crap out of them in my garage, just smashing them to smithereens. And I would do this regularly. I think they actually even have like rooms now where you can go and it's like a thing that has been created and commodified and all the things. So I just went down and bought some five, 10 cent plates and beat the crap out of them. Or I would take a stick around a campfire in my backyard and beat the crap out of the earth. It was a way of releasing that rage and allowing myself to feel and act the rage out without having it to be all over like my children or my husband or something like that. It was a way of me unbottling the rage from the basement of myself and to bring it into consciousness. I didn't need to like put it on anyone else. I didn't need, for me, I didn't need to say you caused this rage in me right? It was just rage that, that got to be felt and expressed. For other people, if there is rage tied to an event that's tied to another person from a pact, there might be some fierce boundaries that needs in a conversation that needs to be had, right? So I'm not saying you, you don't have to have conversations. It just wasn't part of my journey. But accepting and meeting that part of yourself, that's part of the rewilding process. It's part of coming back to the whole of you, Allowing all parts of yourself to be seen, felt, heard, experienced. It allows you to let this person out, these aspects of yourself out, 
And this is really a lot of deep work that is available to us right now on the planet it's like just coming up for a lot of us and that might be you might be feeling different feelings you might be feeling the wildness of the feminine you might be feeling it in sexuality maybe you're having sexuality stuff come up because that was something that got pushed down maybe creativity that was definitely part of my journey was re-enlivening my creative self that began right around 40 for me and is a huge part of my life now huge part of the rewilding it might be some inner child stuff. It might be grief, like big girls don't cry. It might be uh, like people pleaser. That was a client. Nice girl people pleaser um, that you you don't love. It. Well, that would be more like what's underneath the nice girl people pleaser that we're hiding, right? What happens if we don't people please? It might be that craziness. It might be your vulnerability. It might be your intuition. All of those things might have gotten squelched and put away and put in your shadow because of something that happened in your life, right? And when you let it out and feel those feelings, meet that experience, grieve, cry, rage, then you feel the feeling and it's like an, a greater embodiment can happen. It's like a, it's like a c coming home begins to happen, right? It's like you become more whole. Because when we honor whatever is met within the rage, the fear, the confusion, when we honor and meet that through those emotions, we are able to we birth something that we release the energy that those things took up inside of our body by keeping them small and in a box we release that energy because we feel it and we allow something new to happen and so that is literally what happens when you when you've when you've kept this you kept your sexuality low because maybe you know good girls don't i don't know or mothers don't have sex i don't know um or when you keep your rage inside because good girls don't get mad or whatever that is it takes energy to keep that down because that's actually a part of yourself that is a part of you it might not be a part that you like or that was accepted but it is a part of you and it wants to be held and understood and accepted and integrated in you and when it's held understood and integrated in you then it becomes a whole part of you and you become you have greater vitality you have greater energy and you have greater self-expression because you have more aspects of yourself. And the releasing or the integrating of that energy allows you to have new experiences. It has you to have new habits. It has you allowed to, to like create new things in your life, to release habits that didn't work. Be like, oh, well, that was part of that good girl habit. And at the beginning, it might not feel very comfortable and it might not be something you might fall back into it, right? That's the journey. That's why I said I am still on the rewilding journey. I'm just like so deep into it now that I look back at that other self and I'm like, holy cow, like, wow, we've come a long way. And so it, it's easier now to do the work because it's because you can see <laughs> and also because I have a lot of tools, which are like literally simplicity like simplicity in a bottle I, sometimes when i when i share tools with people like breathing and uh you know getting out in the sunshine putting your feet on the earth it's so crazy because it's like 
really these are these are the tools they're so simple they're so like part of our everyday reality but they're we are so disconnected from them we are so disconnected from them we are so disconnected from our breath we are so disconnected from the earth we are so disconnected from the sun from all the other sources of energy in our life that come to us let alone the geeky sciencey stuff that I love to teach and do teach in the shift and other of my 10 day journeys. Like I love the geeky sciencey electrons, protons and what's actually happening in our body. But the reality is like it's just a form of energy, right? And that we are so disconnected from all that, that again is that rewilding. Coming back into that home. Coming back into our into alignment, coherence with our nature. And so that includes the dark feminine. <laughs> that includes the aspects of us that we keep in the basement. That includes the craziness. It includes the, the bitch. Funny, we can put that word on it. But in reality, that, that bitch, quote unquote, she's like a powerful warrior queen that if you, you actually hone into her, she doesn't nag and snipe. She's just like this beautiful aspect of us that we can let out safely and we can honor. <sighs> I think that's all I have to say for today. I think I'm going to keep it. I feel like it came out more coherently than I thought it was going to. And it's going to stick around and stay. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast give it a subscribe, share it with a friend, share the love. Word of mouth is really the way I operate. It's my biggest marketing tool. <laughs> um, so share it with a friend. And or if this is the first time you're here for me, go ahead over to my website, soulmidwifejulie.com and check out some of my free journeys or see about working with me. All right, everyone. I hope you're all enjoying your summer or winter over on the Southern Hemisphere, and I will see you soon.